Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Let's look at James chapter number 4, um, verses 1 through 6. We're going to concentrate on verses 1 through 5, but let's read James chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously, jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Oh boy, what a great passage. It, all of life is a fight. All of life is a war. The questions we have to wrestle with is, who are we fighting? How are we fighting? Why are we fighting? And, you know, where is all this going? Are we fighting a righteous fight or are we fighting um, an unrighteous fight? So let's jump right in here to James chapter number four today in there's so much that could be said. I'm just going to survey some thoughts on these on these few verses we've read today. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'd might call today's session, Why Can't We Be Friends? I don't know if anybody remembers. I think the band was called War. I, I think. Um, I, I really cannot remember right now. And it's, it's sort of irrelevant. Uh, but you remember that song, Why Can't We Be Friends? Why Can't We Be Friends? Uh, if you know the song, it's got like eight, eight, uh, verses, but they're only two lines each. And you, it's hard to remember any of the verses. You just remember that chorus. They sing over and over and over again. Why can't we be friends? And as I was preparing, that song kept coming to my mind. And so we'll just call today's session. Why can't we be friends? It's a, it's a really great question. And James helps us see where the problem lies. The first problem lies in this very difficult to hear reality. There is usually a quarrel without because there's a conflict within. Look at what he says to start in James chapter four, verse one. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? We're all broken. We're born dead in our trespasses and sins. And even when we're made alive in Christ, we continue to wrestle with our flesh for as long as we are in this world. You know, uh, I've heard people say before, uh, you know, babies are all babies are innocent. All babies are innocent in some senses, but not all babies are sinless. Uh, and if you and if you think that's true, then then you you've never spent any time taking care of little kids. 
you know, uh, you know, what do they do from the time they're born? They, they, um, they shout when they're hungry. They, they shout when they are cold or, or too hot, when they want to be held, when they want to be put down. They cry when they're tired. They cry when they wake up. They cry when they're wet. They cry when you're changing them. And, you know, all of that is their attempt to communicate that they want someone to give attention to their pleasures. And about the time they can toddle around, if you'll see them play with other children, they snatch and grab and, you know, they baby argue, which is mostly just snatching and grabbing and yelling and crying. I mean, every single one of us has been broken since the word go. When sin, when sin entered the world, it ruined the whole shooting match. And let's just be honest, every single one of us have passions within. In other words, that's a real nice way of saying we all wanted our way. We want what we want and we want it our way and we want it right now. And so the the quarrels and the fights the verbal quarrels the 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 protracted fights whether they're physical or organizational the quarrels and fights that we find ourselves in james says listen the real root of that is within you you're having these outside wars because you have this inside conflict there's 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 this passions at war within you and uh, I'm just here to say, whenever we're not getting along with someone, you know, whenever we're quarreling, whenever we're fighting, we, we really need to start with what's going on inside of me. We need to identify the, the passion that is inside of us that is insisting and demanding to be served and to have one's own way. And so then he goes to the, 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 the uh, to explain the passions within um, in other words, how does the how does the conflict that is within erupt into conflict without? Looking back at verse two, you desire and you do not have, so you murder. Whoa, that escalated, didn't it? You want something and you don't have it, so you murder. Wow. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. Whoa, that escalated. So there's there's literally, there's literally conflict within unresolved we lack contentment we lack trust we seek pleasure so there's a conflict within we seek to be satisfied we seek to be satiated we seek to be pleased we seek to be at rest we seek to be comfortable we seek to be noticed i mean i don't know if i could go all day but i could go for a while i could go for longer than we have time to go for it's usually well, James says it's not usually there's something within and that something within is, is, is moving and working and it begins to be something without. In other words, the inner conflict becomes outer conflict. And James explains it like this. <laughs> you, and he just minces zero words. You desire, you don't have, so you murder. And don't just think, cause somebody is already saying, uh, you know, I've never killed anyone. So don't think this is about taking a knife and cutting someone's throat or taking a grenade and throwing it in someone's car, or taking a gun and putting it to someone's head. We murder with our words. 
That's why, that's why, you know, Jesus puts anger in the heart on the same scale with murder with the hands. And on that scale, if it starts in the heart and, you know, that's already murderous, you know, the, the thought process, the, the emotions, that's already murderous. If it's on the same scale as literal murder, then the words, the words are some of the first expressions of murder coming out of the heart. And, uh, and and that's where it happens. Uh, we get we get um, angry and bitter and competitive, and the inner conflict, the passions at war within us, the conflict at war within us become passions expressed out of us, become conflicts expressed out of us. I'll tell you, I I I, I face myself in some fairly painful ways. Whenever I'm on the interstate or, or actually, you know, just on the boulevard here in town, uh, uh, I want to, I want, I want to be smooth sailing and I want to go where I'm going and I want to get there at the time I think I'm going to get there. So, you know, it's a self-centered driving style, you know, and, uh, and I want this person to get out of my way and I want them to move over their lane and I want you to, uh, not be drifting and I, I want everybody to, to clear the roadway for me. And so, you know the the you know, first things happens. I get I get antsy and and stuff on the inside. And then I start saying crazy stuff. Like my favorite word when I'm driving is I, I'll call people a dingbat. I'll, I'll just say, "What is this dingbat doing?" You know, and and I'm laughing because it's painful to tell you the truth. I, I want to grow in this area. Um, and then you know if if I get really upset, you know I, I might blow the horn at someone. And I usually don't do a lot of that. Or I, I have been known a few times in my life to blink my lights, like get out of my way. You know, and so so we see it like that. I can I can tell some some ugly stories too. You know of um, um, you know things I've said and done in my life that were conflicts within that became conflicts without. Okay, but James says the real problem the real problem is we're just dealing with the inner conflict on a temporal scale. Where do you get that from? Let's go back and finish verse number two. It says, you do not have because you do not ask. In other words, we're out here going into conflict with people, quarreling, fighting. We, we're going to conflict with people, and we haven't even engaged with the Lord. Aha! So there's a conflict within that erupts in a conflict without that really signifies a conflict with God. Uh-oh, this gets troubling. Look at verse three. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. In other words, we're in conflict with God, so we don't ask and we don't get. Or if we do ask, often we're asking with the wrong sort of motives, the wrong sort of end. We're, we're being entirely selfish. We're not getting on the same page with God. I'm telling you, God is always ready to give what God has always promised to give. And God will sometimes give what we've asked to give. But sometimes we ask God for things and we don't get those things and we become upset with God and we begin to take it out on the whole world. It's a battle of contentment. It really is. And so the conflict that's going on within is a conflict that happens without, but it's really a conflict with the one who is above. James is revealing that. And I'm telling y'all, this is just, this is just in our face. 
Uh, it goes on in verse 4. Okay, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. He's like, listen, you guys, you guys know we don't we don't play that way. You're friends of God. We don't do things. We don't do things that that way. We don't do things the worldly way. We don't fight and quarrel to get our way. We don't stomp around like petulant children raging about an adult bodies. We don't do that. We ask God. We trust his decision. We wait for his timing. We war. We we use the, the spiritual weapons of warfare. We war against an enemy that hates us. We war against a flesh that's working against us. We get down on our knees and pray. We, we believe God's word. We apply truth and promises to our issues. This is doing things God's way. But we often don't do that. God, I want this. I don't get it. Uh, so, um, we go out and scratch and claw and, and carry on trying to get our way. Okay. I've always, the way I've always liked to put it, as a matter of fact, my friend, Stephanie, uh, Brown Morgan, she, she, um, she made me a t-shirt at one time. I still have it somewhere. I just wore it out and it had a vending machine on it and it said, God is not a vending machine. But what happens a lot of times we feel like I've put good works in. And I pull the lever or push the button, whatever, and God didn't plop out the, you know, the, the Oreo cookies I wanted. And, and, and usually we, we can get it in open war with God, but usually it's something quiet inside of us. We just get bitter. I didn't get what I want. And bitterness settles down. We got a conflict within because I want this. I want that. And then we usually start warring within, conflict within, that erupts into conflict without, that has origin in a conflict above. In other words, we've gotten out of sorts with God. God's not a vending machine. Somebody say amen. God's not a vending machine. And what this reveals is when we don't like God's answer, we become extremely self-centered and self-reliant. And we, we say, well, how am I going to solve this? God didn't give me what I want. What am I going to do to solve this? Oh, my goodness gracious. This, this becomes hyper serious. Why does it become hyper serious? Because of verse five. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit he has made to dwell in us? <laughs> sort of in Tim's vernacular, in my colloquial uh, way of talking, it's like, do you think God's going to put up with that mess in you? Do you think God's going to stand for you to be at war with him and take it out on the world around you? Because one, we're not trusting God. Two, we've set up an idol. What What is that idol? It's an imaginary idol. We've said, this is the way it's going to be, and I'm going to worship this until I get what I want. And three, three, we've gone to war with the people around us. We began to quarrel and to fight. We don't trust God. We don't trust his timing. This is, this is, this is really difficult. And so I love James's plain speech. Do, do, Maybe if I paraphrase it like this, do, do you think God's going to put up with that sort of spirit and that sort of attitude within you? Do you believe that? Uh, <laughs> in other words, no way, Jose. Right. And uh, what what scripture is he quoting? Um, he is quoting Exodus 20. uh Verses five and six, when he says, do you suppose there's no purpose that the scripture says he's a, and, and you know, it tells us he's a jealous God. 
He visits the iniquity of 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 the fathers on the children for many generations. And you know wh- what does this what does this basically mean? It, it, it means it means that that sort of that sort of self reliance, that sort of idolatry, that war with God can infect a family and go on for generations. Wow. So just not getting our way, not getting what we want. It's conflict within, okay? There usually erupts a conflict without, but it comes from a conflict above, and we can seed it into our children and our grandchildren and perpetuate it for a long time to come, okay? Now, I want to say before I move on, uh, anger is not the problem because, you know, the scripture would tell you to be angry and sin not. God loves passionate people. All right, but it's passionate about the right stuff at the right time and in the right place. I heard, I heard, uh, I heard uh, one preacher say one time that fire is good depending on where fire is, and he gave his examples like you know, fire in a cook stove making a meal is wonderful, right? But if a but if that exact same fire gets out of there and and into the the you know middle of the floor. Uh, same room, same fire, but now it's a problem. Um, so a lot of us are passionate. We're passionate, but we're passionate in the wrong direction. We're passionate about the, you know, with wrong motives. And so our fire, our passion is a lot of times, uh, we're at war with God and we're at war with people because we're at war within. We're not contented and we don't trust God to satisfy us. I wanted to close. I wanted to close or move toward a close by just reminding us. We're going to pick up right here in our next session. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Isn't that a great, isn't that a great verse? Actually, that thought. Is in multiple places in scripture, you know, both the, the, the very same thought and the very same words, but also that idea is all over scripture. Uh, what do we do when we realize that the bitterness within us that is erupted into fights and quarrels around us, the, the self-centeredness is affected relationships? What do we do with that? We remember that he gives more grace. When we realize that we've been at war with God, we submit. Definitely, definitely, we're not going to get to this today, but we do what verse seven says. There, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil. When we realize that our inner conflict, that's, that's ours. It's, it's, it's because of our selfish desires. Our inner conflict has caused outer conflict because we have an upper conflict. What do we do when we realize that? We repent. We turn to God, remembering that he has grace. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for, we ask for change, change and transformation. And we resist the devil's urge to go back into that carnal sort of warfare. All of life's a fight, but are we fighting the right way? Are we fighting a carnal fight with carnal weaponry? The first war that must be waged is the war within to surrender our hearts to a good and benevolent Father. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. 
My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Thank you.